Welcome to the Passionate and Profitable Podcast, where the world's most successful entrepreneurs share their secrets to making a massive impact while earning a massive income. Here's your host, Kira Palmay. Welcome to the Passionate and Profitable Podcast. Today we've got Lauren Peters here, and Lauren is a brand strategist who has worked with leading brands such as Coca Cola, HP, Salvation Army, Mind Valley, Click Models, and more. She connects brands to what matters and helps bring their big ideas to fruition, ultimately benefiting business, consumer, and community. Lauren also has another side to her which uh, during her free time, she actually teaches others how to live a juicy tantric life. So we'll talk more on that later, but welcome, Lauren. I'm really excited to have you here today. Thank you. Yes. So uh, what got you into branding? Because you must have realized that it's a pretty important thing. So what was it that kind of guided you to help other businesses brand themselves? Yeah, sure. So uh, growing up, I grew up in a family of a bunch of doctors and nurses. And naturally, I saw myself as a rebel, but also have always been much more creative, much more interested in business and expressing oneself through business. So I enrolled myself in design school. And about eight years later, I came out of design school just really wanting to get into businesses and big brands and help them figure out, you know, how to make a difference in the world, how to differentiate themselves. And so just from natural like trial and error, I used to do industrial design. I used to design phones in Hong Kong. Um, And then I went to design research. Then I went to user experience design. And then pretty much after about 10 years of doing this, I found a really fun area that I love to play in most, which is brand development, business models, monetization, and, and sort of adding an amazing human touch to what we're all creating. So Mm, that's really cool. So when I think about branding, I'm thinking about the colors and the visuals and how a website really looks and feels when I land on it. But is there way more to that that you do? Or does it does the brand kind of encompass what I just mentioned already? That is definitely one aspect of branding, and it's probably the one aspect that a lot of people uh, think of when they think of branding, but the way that I practice, and I use the word practice because branding is a process. It's it's development, right? You don't just create a color scheme and put it out there and say, I'm branding, quote-unquote branding, right? It's a verb. It's a process. So um, the process has an A, and the process has a Z, A to Z. And so what really happens when I work with someone on their branding is we start to ask really deep questions about, you know, why are you here and why are you building this business in the first place? Mm. If we don't ask those questions, you could create a website and a color scheme that has nothing to do with you, nothing to do with your people, nothing to do with what you're really here to do in the world. And I know that a lot of other brand strategists ask these questions I also see another opportunity to ask even deeper questions. And so when I say that this is a a process of brand development, I talk to whoever's in front of me about the entire picture. I talk to them about business model. I talk to them about how they're feeling about the next launch coming up. If they don't feel good about it, we talk about that. You know, like everything about a brand, I say, is you. And if we don't know who you are, then we don't know what your brand is. 
Mm, got it. So if someone is like uh, brand new to this and they want to really build a brand identity, where would you tell them to begin? That's a, that's a really good question. <laughs> where would I tell them to begin? You know, I mean, really simply because I've said, you know, a couple times in this podcast, this interview that it starts off with asking really good questions. Mm. I would really just ask three questions to your own self. And I, I know that a lot of your listeners have already been asking questions for a really, really long time. Sometimes it's just good to get back to the basics mm. where I would start is who the hell are you? Yeah. <laughs> what are you here to do? What excites you the most? And if you didn't have to worry about money, if you didn't have to worry about funnels, if you didn't have to worry about convincing people that they want to buy your stuff, what is the thing that most excites you? Mm. And really, whatever that is, when I get someone in front of me, I just like, I'm like, I don't care about the strategy that your previous coach gave you. Tell me about what you love. Mm. And we're going to work off of that. Mm. So, you know, there's, there's a very practical component to asking those questions, but then there's also an energetic component. I really like to tap into excitement levels. I like to tap into passion levels. And I like to ride those waves and see what types of strategies need to be put in place to allow those waves to be most true as, as much as possible. Yeah, that's really powerful because uh, I was just telling my clients, we just wrapped up a call, but I was telling them I made no changes in my business over the weekend. And all of a sudden I had all these people texting me their phone numbers or I'm sorry, texting me like their credit card numbers and wanting me to just charge it. And I was like, you know, what the hell happened here? And I realized it was actually crazy. I actually stopped running ads to my funnel and I just worked on my energy. I took like a step back from my business, started asking questions. Um, like I was like, what's the infinite possibilities of, of achieving like XYZ number that I wanted in my brain. And then I didn't get like so hung up on the answer and, and forcing myself to work on it. But I just like naturally started creating the answer just by asking the question. And I feel like it just opened up these channels where people literally just texted me their card, <laughs> their card information and told me yeah. to charge it. Uh, so there is definitely a huge energetic component to success. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I want to acknowledge the fact that some people even hearing you and I talk about this right now might frustrate the hell out of them, right? Because entrepreneurs are amazing at asking good questions. Yeah. And, you know, we're, you and I are not talking about some revelation right now. Start asking yourself good questions, right? It's yeah. just almost coming back to simplicity every now and then when you might think, you know, hey, there's a ton of chaos happening. Things aren't going the way I want them to. Let's go back to the basics. And you mentioned the energetic component. There's a balance between being in the energy and, and you know, taking inspired action and getting stuff done too. So I, I want to acknowledge I've heard many people and their frustrations around even something as simple as asking good questions. So I see that and I honor that part of the process too. Um, and it's always fun to really just tap back into what are you most excited about? Because then people do experience, they're like throwing money at you. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. I felt like I was in a strip club. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Um, but yeah, in all seriousness, um, what you were just saying about the energy of everything, 
I'm sorry. I had to, I had something to say. What what did you just say? Let's pick up from sure. where you just left off. I got too excited thinking that I was a stripper for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. I'm trying to get back. Oh, on track. I know the um, simplicity. The simplicity of everything. Because I mean, think of how many people are overweight in the world, and they're looking for the next diet pill, or they're going to Orange Theory because it puts their heart rate in a certain level, or they're doing Whole30, and then they're doing Paleo, and then they're doing Shakeology, and God knows what, they're going vegan. And it's like, man, if you just did the stuff that you learned when you were five years old, or three, like eat your green vegetables, and move your ass like everyone would be in shape. There wouldn't be a problem, but it's because people are always looking for like the next bright, shiny thing, the next crazy marketing funnel that's better than their competitors that they, they lose themselves in the sight of their business. Right? So that's what I liked when you were saying like, come back, master the fundamentals, ask yourself really simple questions because you'll get powerful answers. I really believe that that'll transform everyone's businesses. Yeah, absolutely. Um, can I add something to that? Yes. And um, I promised you we wouldn't go on a tangent, and I, I'm going to keep my promise right now. Uh, but this, what you just said, relates a lot to when you mentioned in the beginning, I do, um, I, I help people with tantric principles at the same time. And you mm -hmm. just touched on something. You said something about, you know, people are overweight. They're not, you know, getting things done in their business. Can you, can you say what you said again really quickly? Um, that people are overweight all across mm -hmm. the world, even though they know what to do. They know the simple things. Right. And also people in business are trying to one up their competitors or have the nicer funnel or, you know, hop on the next bright, shiny object. Okay. That's what it is. Yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, when I hear that, it takes me back to my own personal experiences and experiences of that of my clients when they come to me and they're like, you know, I need to one-up this person. I need to make this amount of money. Where the tantric principles and the attention and the great questions kind of intersect when you or your listeners are experiencing something like that is I say start to ask questions about what you're scared of. Mm. This, this could get really deep really quickly. Um, so, for instance, what happens when we say, I want to one-up this person? There's something deeper there, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. it's, it doesn't feel authentic to want to like, I'm going to be better than someone. But right. you know, what could be authentic there? Maybe there's something inside of you that's preventing you from getting things done in your business that if you could touch that and become honest with that and like see it, then it could open up and then you can have much more space to make that decision in your business and, and actually accomplish more authentic goals than quote-unquote one-upping somebody you know what I mean totally yeah because if you want to one-up it's and a lot of us you know I it's a daily practice not to compare myself to other people like I purposely oh, yeah. shut off my phone before I, I go to bed I, I purposely don't look at it as soon as I wake up because I don't want my brain to be hijacked and be like, oh man, look at this coach who's way richer than I am. Like, damn it. <laughs> I know, totally I don't want to get it like that. But it's easy for our minds to just jump there. But I love this quote. I don't know who it was, Rumi or something, that nature is collaborative. It's not competitive. And so like you're saying, there, there's room for everyone, but, but really it's like taking a look 
So, so for example, if your competitor is doing better than you or whatever, who knows what better is? We don't even know how much money anyone makes. So many people lie about their numbers. But anyway, if your competition's doing better than you and you maybe feel inferior, feel like you're not good enough, then uh, like Lauren's saying, like go deeper with that. Like where is that coming from? So man, you're like a, a therapist and a brand strategist <laughs> all at once. Well, let's, let's legally not say I'm a therapist. However, um, with what you just said, I would actually encourage that person to get real with that part where, you know, I have a competitor, they're better than me and like sit with yourself and say, wow, I feel, I'm not going to speak for anyone right now, but I want to, I want to show you the level of realness that I get to with people. It's like, sit there. And if you feel like a piece of shit, Tell yourself that you feel like a piece of shit. Mm. I feel like a piece of shit. I don't think that I'm ever going to be able to do this funnel right. I think that I'm going to fail. I am a failure. I feel this and I feel that. And it's like, I think a, a lot of times people get so scared to be, able to be that real with themselves that mm. they can't ever get past it. Mm. That thing that they're not being real with themselves about keeps coming up and subconsciously they don't understand what's going on. And so it's, it's, to me, it's simple. It's probably not simple to everybody else, but if there's something there that is getting in the way of your business and it might be emotional or whatever, like sit with that and honor it. And this isn't some woo woo spiritual stuff. You don't have to do it for 30 days and push off your funnel deadline, your launch deadline. This could literally take five minutes. It could take 20 minutes. If you can get to the level of awareness inside of yourself and know what's going on there and be real with it, you know, Imagine what you could do when you have the open space when that's not in the way anymore. Yeah. And it's awesome because then you could probably shift from kind of a scarcity mindset of like, oh, I'm going to fail or this isn't going to work, but let's not think about that today. Um, to then being an abundance mindset, just being like, oh, wow, yesterday I thought I was going to fail and I didn't think this funnel was going to work. And that's really interesting because if I just feel X, Y, Z, and just keep my focus channeled on like how awesome life is and whatever, yes. whatever energy I'm going to be in whenever I achieve whatever I desire, but like appreciate life now, then it's a hell of a lot more fun. And I would imagine it's less of a push to do work and more of a pull. Yeah. Yeah. Can I tell you a quick story about that? Yeah, of course. So like a month ago, something was, uh, I forgot what I was doing. I was trying to write a ton of blog posts to get ready for a a website launch. And I I started off strong, right? We're all like, oh my God, this is the best idea ever. On Saturday, I'm going to write 15 in a row. And, you know, I had my plan and I probably wrote three. And something, something kept coming up. And I'm like, ugh, okay. I'm not, I didn't actually finish 10. What is here? I just asked myself, what is here? Yeah. And I couldn't figure it out. Next day, I tried to do more work. We're really good at that, right? I sat with myself the next day. I'm like, this is something's not working here. I have to, I have to figure out what this is. So I I took some time, took a little silence, and just I was with myself a little bit. And then I realized the belief that was there or the emotion, the feeling that was there. I was telling myself, I don't actually believe in myself right now. Mm. And it's hilarious. It's not actually hilarious, but it's funny because what I do when I help people with their brands is I believe in them so much. Mm-hmm. That it's, it's crazy on the other end. Like one of the things that comes up for me a lot is that I don't believe in myself. Mm. And so what I did was 
kind of counterintuitive to what a lot of people do um, in the realm of entrepreneurship is I woke up for the next 10 days and I told myself that I don't believe in myself. Wow. And every time I felt like shit when I was about to do something, I told myself I didn't believe in myself. And do you want to know what happened every time I told myself that? What? I felt such a peace of accepting myself. And whatever this shit was inside of me, I knew on an identity level it was not me, but there was something inside of me that thought it was true. So I was real with it for 10 days straight. And then you know what happened on the 11th day? Hmm. It was a Saturday. I woke up in bed and I rolled around and I'm like, ah, and I'm like, I don't believe in myself. And then I actually turned back around and I'm like, oh, wow, holy shit, it's not true today. Hmm. And then that day I like, I finished all of my blog posts. Wow. Yeah. Man, that's really interesting. I'm almost afraid. I'm afraid of what I would say to myself if I yep. got that real. <laughs> yep. And that's where you know the gold is. You Man, know? I have so many issues. Like, carry your overweight. <laughs> here, here. I've got crazy, like, I think everyone has these, like, weird thoughts in their brain. Like, they look at themselves and find things wrong with, wrong before they find the right things. And mm-hmm. um, on so many levels, not just business, like, life. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's a really it, interesting approach. I'm, I might, I might try it on. I'm afraid. <laughs> it's like is, to everything I've ever done. Completely. This is where the tantric way of living comes in for me, and how I like to introduce this concept to a lot of people. So, in the Western world, I'm not going to get into what tantra is hundred percent, but in the can Western you, world, can you summarize it though? Like real quick. Cause even a year ago now I'm getting into it, but a year ago I had no yeah. idea what Tantra was. I thought it was like a kinky sex, sex experiment. Okay. That's, that's what I'm about to say. <laughs> I am a student of tantric study. So I don't yet consider myself fully like a mentor or a teacher. I just want to preface with that. Um, what I do know from my own understanding is that Tantra in the Western world has, you know, kind of turned into something of a perception of kink and sexuality and um, breath work and play parties and stuff like that. But in my world, there is a version of Tantra that really allows me to get in touch with reality, really allows me to get in touch with myself and what I could call God. Just these pin, these pinpoints of reality, these moments of presence that allow me to be excited with what's here. So whether that's drinking my protein shake or touching nature outside, it's being so present with that thing that it's almost like nothing else exists. And there are levels of awareness beyond that that I just I can't get into right now, but there's a version of, of Tantra that allows us to be, with, to be in such divine union with the moment and ourselves and who might be in front of us And then those principles you can apply to anything in life, drinking your protein shake, building a funnel, having a team meeting, having sex with your partner. Mm. Um, So, you know, where the sacred sexuality in Tantra comes up is almost like, and I won't get into it in this one. We might do another one. (laughs) But it all relates. I was, I warned Lauren before this podcast that I like to kind of structure the flow of it, but She's like, I like to go on the fly, but I was like, you know, I've had interviews where people go on the fly for like two hours about nothing that has to do with anything. But Lauren, this is all relevant, so keep going. Okay, good, good. So um, where we start to go into the sacred sexuality route 
is, it's almost like what I tell people, it's like you have having sex, we have making love, and then there's Tantra, mm-hmm. all right? So when you think about people and their sexuality, and even, even now, you know, with the Me Too movement and all of this, like, juiciness and trauma and healing coming up in the world right now, like, there's something there. There's something huge there for every single person in this world. If we were to really look at our sexuality, our ideas about our sex and how we view our bodies and how we view our self-expression, at, it's almost like if you can figure out your sexuality and express yourself fully in that realm, how else can you express yourself in a life in your life? So that's why the sacred sexuality part has kind of, you know, gotten really popular mm. um, because that is that could be the quickest route to liberation. It could be. It doesn't mean you need to choose it though. And a lot of times when I talk about tantra, I'm not talking about sacred sexuality. Mm. Um, if I'm talking about it, it's how can we be in such union with this present moment and real with the information that's here. So when you and I talk about business and brand, how can you be so real with yourself and what's actually present inside of you that will allow you to be able to create more powerfully in the world? Because if you're not real with yourself, it's just, it's a non-integrity and you won't be able to create the things you want to create. That's, it's plain and simple. So I hope that that explains a little bit about my approach to Tantra right now in this conversation. It does. And it's funny because I have been so masculine driven in my business. Uh, It's been funnels and systems and strategies. And that's what I teach as well. I also teach mindset, but I was trained by Tony Robbins because I used to work for him. So that was very masculine life coaching as well. And now I'm going more into the feminine flow side of things and I'm exploring more healing modalities and going through my own like training experiences and Tantra keeps coming up as this thing, as this vehicle to really heal and liberate yourself from any toxic beliefs or insecurities um, and things of that nature. And so it's interesting. I haven't gotten into it yet, but I've talked about it like this past week with three different healers who are like, yeah, you've got to do this, not only for just you, but like your business too, because everything is in union everything is one right let's go back to to what we said is that your brand is you yeah everyone that's listening like your brand is you and if you don't know you how are you going to know your brand so you know it's this i'm not preaching a way of doing things it's it's a whole system right and exactly like what you were talking about you know you're learning more about yourself and how masculine feminine work and how you create in your business um Can I go back to something really juicy that you brought up before? Yeah, totally. So when I brought up this story of me telling myself and being real with myself that I don't believe in myself, Mm -hmm. you were like, wow, that's scary. That's a different approach. I don't know. Like you like talked about your issues about over being overweight. Um, Think that you have that issue because that's what you said. Yeah. yeah. So I want to work with that for a second. And say, like, if we were to take a tantric, a way of tantric seeing or being with, mm-hmm. if somebody was sitting in front of me and they go, I can't make $100,000 a month because I'm fat. Mm. To, to other people, it might seem like completely irrelevant. But to me, I see so much there. Mm. I would say, with it, for me, with the tantric approach, I would say, tell me the thing that you hate and that you don't love and show it to me and show it to yourself 
Mm -hmm. And we would start that process. And then I would tell you to show me more. And then I would tell you to show me more. And then I would love it more. And I would see it and appreciate it more until you show me all of it. Mm. And then I would love it even more to where you would feel that part of you that like, I, I feel so, and, and I'm not talking for you. Like if I felt, if I had a fat day, I'd be like, I feel so, can I cuss? Yeah, of course. I feel so fucking fat right now and I hate it and I don't want to do anything else. I just want to be skinny. And I'd be like, cool. Tell me about how fat you feel right now and tell me that you're fat. And then let's love the shit out of that. Wow. So it doesn't matter if you think you're fat or if you think you, you, you're dumb or if you think you don't believe in yourself or, you know, this is, this is really hard for people to get into, but I just want, what I want to do as a practitioner and as a strategist is I want to love the shit out of you until you have nothing else to, to, you have no other reasons to not create powerfully. Mm. Right. And I don't know if that'll ever happen because we're humans and we're meaning making machines yeah. and we have survival parts of our brains. It's amazing. But it's just this cycle of loving and seeing and then creating, right? I told you in the beginning, I'm not all woo-woo, spiritual, esoteric. I have that huge part about me and my life and my business. But at the end of the day, I want to see you making things. I want to see you making team meetings. I want to see you acknowledging your team. I want to see you making dollars. I want to see you waking up on a Saturday and having 15K in your PayPal account, you know? Like, this is a system, of, of creating. And, um, that's kind of how I instill Tantra into the process of creating business. Mm, really cool. Right now I'm having a big hang up around recording videos for my funnel because my, my pictures weren't converting. So I think I have to ask myself some questions like what's going on, Kira? Like why the fuck, why won't you record these damn videos? You know, I made a script. I even went and bought a teleprompter because I'm like, oh, well, now I need a teleprompter before I can record this. And it's been <laughs> this like fucking emotional thing for like a week now where I just like don't want to record. I'm dressed to record the videos right now. Like after this podcast is what I said I was going to do. And I'm like, all right, like let's, I'm going to go for it. But like, I hope it works out. But yeah, it's been like this crazy hang up I've had. Yeah. Why don't you want to do it? I just feel like, I just feel like when I take videos, it's like an all day process. Like I take so many cuts of it. I'm always messing up and I just find it exhausting. Mm -hmm. Do you think that you can't do it? Like, t tell me about you. Like, what is it about you that's like, yeah. Well, I know I can do it because I'm, I'm, awesome on video. Video is one of my strengths. I guess I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not feeling all that excited about recording the videos. I just, I keep looking at it as this process. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, there, there are, are so are you wanting to kind of like go into this a little bit? Oh man, I'm actually nervous to do this on camera. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't have to get like super super deep. I just have a couple of questions. Okay. Um I just want to know like do you feel connected to your audience? Do you feel connected to their stories? Um do you feel Tell me more about that. I could definitely connect more. Mhm. Mm 
I'm not thinking about a particular person that I'm talking to. And that's like something I teach my clients is like, think of the one client whose life you really impacted the most and like pretend you're just like recording a video talking to them. And yeah. I definitely have not been doing that with when it comes to my funnel and ads and like all this masculine stuff. I like feel like it has to be done like this, this right way. Yeah like through this like script so no i'm not connecting with them because i'm trying to touch upon all these bullet points that have been lined out for me by mentors and things like that right right so uh, without maybe naming a name if you're not comfortable with that who's the one person for you uh like a woman who or a person who i got the best results yeah that, that you really are in touch with their story um I'd say Ariana. She's really cool. And does Ariana live around you or is she remote? No, she's, uh, she lives in a different state. Okay, cool. So I would just wonder, right? Like sometimes, sometimes this process doesn't have to do a hundred percent with you and what's inside of you. Sometimes on the flip side, it means that we could be asking for more help. So Mm. there's a nurturing aspect to asking for help, right? Like, Hey, stuff's just not getting done. Maybe I'm not connecting with my, my customer avatar stories. Let me get a real person here in the room or maybe on Skype to mm. where they can actually sit with me while I do my videos. Ooh, wow. Like, yeah, everything, everything is possible. Any, everyone is here to support you. If you don't feel connected to your customer stories, then ask your favorite customer to just be with you in this process so mm. that you don't forget who you're talking to. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. Actually, I have a call with her tomorrow, which is pretty funny. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Yes, people. So you might be listening to my podcast every week thinking that I've totally got my life together and everything (laughs) handled. But the truth is everyone has their hangups and I have totally been hung up about this video. Uh, so I'm really excited to, uh, to connect with, uh, and also share your stories with us too. Like comment below or send us emails. If you're on my mailing list, you've got my email, send me your stories and, and anything that I've provided value to you with, um, or for you, I would love to know. I think it's, I do need to connect with that more. So yeah, for sure. And, and you, you know, you know what we get to do for you now? What? is when we see that video come out, we get to congratulate the shit out of you because we knew exactly what it took for you to get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. It's about to be up on kirapalme.com forward slash guide. And uh, (laughs) hopefully it's published by Wednesday. It will be published by Wednesday, even if I have to do it on my grandma's house. uh, There you go. There you go. So, you know, I I love that you mentioned masculinity and femininity in the beginning. Mm. I love exactly what you're talking about right now. You're saying it's going to be done by Wednesday. It's it's amazing to have those intentions, to have those deadlines, to give yourself deadlines. But it's also amazing to nurture yourself and and problem solve from both a masculine and a feminine perspective. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I'm uh, looking to tap more into my femininity now because it's been so, so strategy, strategic lately. Um, but it's, it's awesome to have both of that. So, um, so overall, you've added insane amounts of value. So thank you for this, Lauren. Is there anything else that you feel like you would like to share with us? Maybe I didn't ask you a specific question. Um, any final words you want to share? Um, I kind of want to go back to what we were saying in the beginning that 
people think branding is often a color scheme or a website. Mm. I want to encourage people to think of branding um, as them. Mm. Um, and as much as they can be an integrity with who they are, who, who you are, I'll just say you guys listening, be in integrity with who you are and also know yourself. That's a process. You don't just wake up one day and know yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's where a lot of this mindfulness and spirituality conversation come into play. I'm not asking you or encouraging you to get in touch with Jesus, right? That's not what this is about. Mm-hmm. I'm asking you and encouraging you to get in touch with yourself on, on many more levels than what you've been able to see or been willing to do. Take this spiritual path and apply it to yourself and your business because you're here to do big things. Um, I love to ask people, how big are you willing to go? And the more that you know yourself, the I think the bigger that you can get in both who you are, your mindset, your heart, your family, your community, your business, and yeah, even your freaking wallet at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. So branding in my eyes is a system of you. Mm. And the more that you can honor yourself, both the masculine and the feminine side, we all have, we all have it, that the, the, there's more possibility for you in your business. Mm. Honor your prosperous side. Honor your scarcity side. Honor all the damn sides about you mm. until you just, I don't know, until you see yourself on a level that is just so real and honest that it, it just makes it so much easier to create in the world. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense. You know, at the end of the day, when you take that path for yourself mm-hmm. and you get to making the website and you get to choosing the colors, it's, I, I guarantee you it'll be 10,000 times more exciting because those colors are going to be you. They're going to be what you're here to do. Those, that, that website is going to be you and what you're here to do. And, you know, if you're the type of person who likes to change it up every three months, then change it up every three months, right? Like, Mm -hmm. in business, I see us making ourselves wrong for so many things. And I want to flip that around and say, no, our businesses are a system of us. And let's stop making ourselves wrong for things. Let's start loving everything that shows up so that we can get through it much faster and just create. Mm -hmm. I hope that helps. Totally. Totally <laughs> did. So where can everyone go to connect with you, Lauren? Yeah, my website is laurenpeters.co. That's laurenpeters.co. And um, you can also find me on Facebook. It's, um, I, we could probably put a link here, but it's facebook.com slash laurennp. And my full name is Lauren Nicole Peters. So that's uh, Lauren NP. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time. It was super awesome. I'm going to go work on these videos and hit up Ariana. Um, But yeah, it was a pleasure to have you on the podcast, Lauren. Thanks for listening to the Passionate and Profitable Podcast. For show notes and how to learn how to run a widely profitable online coaching business, visit KiraPalme.com.